Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast. Or should I say, welcome me back to the Nothing But Nonsense podcast, since you've all been here. And Woo! I was not. He's back! Well, welcome me. <laughs> <laughs> I sent a video of, I sent a, a meme to these guys a few a few days ago. It just said, back by unpopular demand, me. <laughs> <laughs> Is Kermit the Flop Frog T posing, which is hilarious. ratings are gonna th- go through the drain because you're back, <laughs> back down. Because to... you guys had girls on. Because once you have girls on, the ratings always skyrocket. But now that we're back to just three white guys having a podcast, it's we're bo- we're back in the drain. <laughs> Who was that? We were right. messing with the algorithm a little bit. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> trying to reach a broader audience. Yeah, what was, uh, what was that meme well, that Dawson did, sent like a couple days ago? Yeah, all, all podcasts have the same. All podcasts people. have the same people. Yeah, it's uh, Al from Toy Story Two, Linguini from Ratatouille, and uh, the dad from Inside Out. And I think I'll just let everybody uh, so, uh, uh, put together who's who in that list. <laughs> I think I think the listeners could probably figure out who who's who of those three. I mean, I'm obviously the but dad to, from. As, uh, <laughs> Shout out to Ezra Manti for sending me that, because it was <laughs> yeah. spot on. Yeah, it's quite good. It hurts, but I'm okay. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> according to that, Andrew, Andrew, according to that, you have facial hair, so take it as a win. Mm. <laughs> that is a win. Wait, what? It's like, wait, let's see. What is Al, Al's Boy Barn slogan? Oh, we've got the lowest price of time. Everything for a buck, buck, buck. <laughs> I was gonna say I, was, I know the commercial was in there, but I couldn't like in the movie, but I couldn't remember the any slogan they mentioned. But I do remember him saying, "I mean, the buck, buck, buck." Line, absolutely. I mean, what a banger! Honestly, what a absolute banger. banger. Yes, that's Toy the, Story. That's too. the best Toy Story. It was almost yes. lost forever. Almost. Was it that? Was it that Toy Story? Or was it the first one? I think it was, it was the, the second, second one. one. Oh dang! The mm-hmm. only reason it was saved is because someone had a full copy of it on their computer. My question yeah. is, how does something get just completely deleted like that? Like, especially. I think there was like a code in the computer that they weren't really, they didn't know about. So, and they thought it did something else, and so when somebody here, let's see, how was. Toy Story. Andrew's like, instead of making something oh, up, I'm just gonna Google it. <laughs> I know, because it was just gonna be like bits and pieces of half-remembered information. <laughs> it was gonna be mostly Yeah, the servers right? were abruptly shut down, but the damage was done. 90% of Toy Story uh... 2 was gone. There was a backup system, but to make the matters worse, it hadn't been working correctly for weeks. Oh, gosh. Uh, so the characters, models, and that is disappearing. The file servers were quickly shut down. Let's see, I don't want to read an entire article, just give me like the main bits. Let's say who's the one person that had it? That's the really the only information I have. It looked as if the million it looked as if the movie was gone, along with millions of dollars of work that had been put into it. But after the the worst luck imaginable, the crew had followed up with the best luck in a way saved by a baby. Gay uh Galen Sussman was the film's supervising technical director. But she did not normally work in the office with everyone else. Half a year earlier, she had given birth and then now worked from home. She uh, developed a way to copy the database for the film to her computer at home. Along with Jacob, she rests 
to her home and wrapped her computer in a blanket as if it was a rare and fragile treasure <laughs> and then rushed it back to Pixar's office where much of the film was fortunately recovered. Wow. Shout out to that baby for being born. Saved Toy Story 2. Uh, Sussman and I stood up and drove, stood up and walked out back to her Volvo, drove across the bridge, got the machine, got some blankets. I hugged it with seatbelts across the back seat, Jacob said. <laughs> I like that they specify that it's a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> Just had to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, alright, so. I don't know. Today, I kind of had a, like a bunch of ideas that I kind of wanted to do that I didn't know if it was going to uh, work. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Great. I will, uh, oh, a- excellent uh, segue, Andrew. <laughs> I am the king. Um, so, the first thing we're going to talk about is, I think I briefly talked about it. I can't remember if it was on air or off air. The uh talked about uh SCP. SCP oh, stands for yeah. Secure, Secure Contain Protect, which is this fictional organization that uh that monitors and uh contains and stuff like that. Uh different uh entities across the uh across in in the world, it's uh, the main website is uh, SCP Wiki, is SCP Wiki. So it's basically just this giant site of um, pages that have a description. Of, it has a number. It has a containment prescription, and the descriptions vary wildly into what the specific SCP is. And so I've gathered a few of them just to talk about, and then we can, like, give them, like, a rating on how spooky they are. <laughs> give them a spookiness That's... rating. Spooky. A spooky score. Yeah, give them a spooky score. So we call it, like, sp- <laughs> spooky or not spooky. <laughs> spooky or nooky. <laughs> Nuki doesn't sound appropriate. <laughs> Buki or Nuki? We are that fan- sounds like we're big fans so. of nuclear energy on this show. What are you talking about? A uh, big proponent for nuclear energy. Yeah. <laughs> you need a, if you need a guy to defend nuclear energy poorly, I'll do it. <laughs> we have just the man for the job. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll start off with SCP three zero zero eight. Okay, so the special containment procedures as the retail park containing SCP-3008 has been purchased by the Foundation and converted into site redacted. All public roads leading or to or passing by site redacted have been redacted. Or redirected, not redacted. Um, the entrance to SCP-3008 is monitored at all times. Blah, blah, blah. We don't really have to read all this. All right, <laughs> uh, okay. The description. We'll just get to the description because the contained procedures are just for somebody else. Um, SCP-3008 is a large retail unit previously owned and branded as IKEA, a popular furniture retail chain. Oh, this one. A person entering SCP-3008 through the main entrance and then passing out 
find themselves translocated to SCP-30081. This, place, this placement will typically go unnoticed and as no change will occur for the perspective of the victim. They will generally not become aware until they try to return to the entrance. SCP-30081 is a space resembling the inside of the IKEA furniture store extending far beyond the limits of what could physically be contained within the dimensions of the retail unit. Current measurements indicate the area at least 10 kilometers squared, with no, no visible external terminators uh, dedicated in any direction. Inconclusive results from use of a larger range finders has left led to the speculation that the space may be infinite. SCP-30081 is inhabited by an unknown number of civilians trapped within prior containment. Gathered data suggests that they have formed a rudimentary civilization within SCP-3008, including the construction of settlements and fortifications for the purpose of defending against SCP-3008-2. SCP-3008-2 are humanoid entities that exist within the, uh, within the building which while super superficially resembling the humans that possess they possess exaggerated and inconsistent body proportions often described as being too short or too tall they possess no <laughs> facial features and that in all observed air cases wear yellow shirts with blue trousers consistent with the ikea employee uniform scp-30081 has a rudimentary data night cycle determined by the overhead lights within the space activating and deactivating at times consistent with opening and closing of the times of the original retail store during the night, instances of SCP will become violent towards all life forms within the store. During these bouts of violence, they have heard a vocalized phrase in English. Their typical variations of the store is now closed. Please exit the, the building. <laughs> Once day begins, SCP-30082 instances immediately become passive and begin to move throughout the store seemingly at random. They are unresponsive to questions or verbal cues in the state. They will either react violent they will react violently if attacked. SCP-30081 is known to have one or more exits located within, but the exits do not appear to have a fixed position, making it difficult to leave the store once inside. Using all, using any other doors besides the main entrance to enter the structure or breaking through the walls of the re retail unit leads to the non-anonymous interior of the original store. Since contamination began, 14 individuals have managed to exit SCP-3008, following extensive debriefing and individuals have been administered and anesthetics and released. Uh, so essentially, it is a massive, infinite IKEA with humanoid workers. <laughs> and once you're in, you can't get out. Yes. Wild. That sounds like uh, something that like I would have been terrified of when I was a kid being trapped in a store. Yeah. It sounds awful. Yeah, and so it's basically some other stuff that's talked about is that it has like the normal display level and then the warehouse level. But people usually when they get to the leave the display level and enter the warehouse level, they cannot leave. Uh, or they cannot find they cannot find the uh uh display level again. Uh, hmm. okay. So there's levels to it as well. Interesting. Yeah. This is uh this one I this is like one of my favorite uh ideas and someone even made a game about this uh called The Store's Closed. Really? Yeah. And so you basically in the game you have to you find supplies and food and um like build your own structures and like it's basically like a survival game. 
and you have to like survive against the uh, the employees of the store, if you will. Oh, that's pretty terrifying. Um, I see that now. Yes. It's really interesting because they talk about how to get food. They'll go to like the cafeterias, and they'll be like fully stocked. <laughs> that was my next they'll question. Have, like, it's meat. like, does the cafeteria still serve up the food that they're so famous for? Yeah. And they'll be fully stocked, and if they take a bunch and they come back, it'll be stocked up again. Apparently, Ikea threatened to sue that game. <laughs> yeah, they. it was like when they first announced it, but then they like changed and like stripped away all like identification. Like You can't like uh, call it the Infinite Ikea. Oh, That's why it's called the store's closed, and like they changed it a bunch. Yeah, they changed it. So it's like it a nondescript. The, they changed it to Stir, S-T-Y-R, is the name of the store now. It's evidently just, yeah. a, it's so obviously just a rip-off Ikea, but a completely different name. I mean, it was a fan game, but it's like, obviously, you don't want it to be associated with yeah, something right. like mm-hmm. that. So, I like that, guys I like that it actually went uh, went as far as someone taking this idea and running with it to the point they made a game of it. That's pretty fun. I always love stuff like that. If anyone's interested, there's an additional information of a man escaping with a journal that... Uh, you can read it's like pretty extensive so if anyone's any of our listeners are interested in seeing more <laughs> they can uh read the read through the uh transcripts of the journal mm-hmm. so on a scale of on a scale of one to ten one being not spooky and ten being spooky <laughs> how would you rate this one guys mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what on earth are you laughing about? <laughs> it's just so stupid. I I didn't have anything <laughs> planned. <laughs> I mean, this is. I would give this. I mean, I would give this probably a six because it's pretty. It is definitely creepy, but I also mm. imagine this is something that would be pretty easy to avoid. Like all you have to do is not go inside it, and you're good. So. And that just reg- don't go to Ikea. Yeah, exactly. For mm-hmm. avoidability's sake, it docks a few points. But it's definitely a pretty interesting and terrifying concept, that's for sure. How about you, Dawson? Uh, it- too spooky. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot you can fight the kind of normal people with. I don't know. Like uh, what? <laughs> you know, just take... Rip off a part of the bed frame, start beating them with it, you know? Like, that is a thing. And there someone made an animation for this and they basically just said like we they they did do that. They weaponized the, the furniture. furniture. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like there are knives, I'm sure. <laughs> like <laughs> there, are, there are you know, there's a chair. You can keep people at bay for the most part with that. Yeah, it would be scary. Uh but I feel like there will be scarier things. Spookier things. I'll give it a six. Mm-hmm. Six in. What was your rating? I also gave it a six. Ooh, sixes. Mm-hmm. Because I also think it would uh, be fun to be in a in like an IKEA type of store alone. You're not alone though. That's the problem. <laughs> well, at first you think you are, then you go into like apocalypse mode. <laughs> you're alone, and then you're suddenly very not alone. And therein lies yeah. the problem. I'm sure it would be a lot more terrifying there. Yeah. But Once you're in there. Like, it's not, like, as spooky. Like, it's scary, but it's not spooky. I guess the 
term spooky is messing with me. Okay, I see. Like, spooky is like, there's like a creepy factor to me. Like, this spooky is lingering is, while scary is like in the moment. Yeah, like this would be scary. Like at the same time, I could see this happening. Like except for like the no face part, but. I could see this happening in real life if, like, I could see someone it. were really I could dedicated. see an infinite Ikea existing in real life, for sure. Welcome back well, to more Mr. So. Beast, and this week I created a giant <laughs> Ikea. I created an infinite Ikea, and I put a hundred people inside. More so, like, just having a really big Ikea type of thing and, like, putting people in it as, like, a prank. So, yeah, I mean, something that Mr. I Beast would probably do at some point. I carried my own race of amorphous, faceless blob men to fight and kill yeah. anyone in, in this arena. Anyone who makes it out gets a million dollars. Let's see who does it. <laughs> I love that idea. <laughs> the idea of Mr. Beast making an actual video of it. Yeah, <laughs> he already did Squid Games. Yeah, he did. yeah, that's right. But like the way that. he like makes these giant arenas, and just. But yeah. I love the I I'm laughing more at the fact of him creating a race of amorphous blob men <laughs> <laughs> to actively fight and hunt down contestants. <laughs> like whoa, whoa, Mister Beast, this is not cool. This is a step up. <laughs> You ever see that video of that I guy kicked, who made, I like, the... I kidnapped 60 homeless people. I was gonna say, the video of that guy who did, like, the fake Mr. Beast intros and he just kept getting more and more ludicrous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel I... like Mr. Beast made a Willy Wonka video just so he's not no longer compared to Willy Wonka and now it's, like, meta or whatever. <laughs> now it's super... That's essentially what he is. I adopted 5,000 penguins because I can. I, speaking of which, I uh, I deleted that plugin that made every YouTube thumbnail Mr. Beast. Oh, I thought you were going to say you deleted Willy Wonka. Oh, that's sad. I deleted Mr. Beast. <laughs> that's sad. That was such a great plugin. It was like it was fine after a while, but then just got kind of annoying. I would imagine you, there were some thumbnails you actually needed to kind of look at and read, and you're like, "Yeah, I can't read it, Mr. Beast. It's in the way." <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on. We are now on SCP-087. SCP-087 is a unit platform staircase. Stair descends at a 38 degree angle for 13 steps before reaching a semicircular platform of approximately 3 meters in diameter. Very specific. Descent direction rotates 180 degrees at each platform. The design of SCP-087 limits subjects to a visual range of approximately 1.5 flights. A light source is required for any subject exploring SCP-087, as there are no light fixtures or windows pr present. Lighting sources brighter than 75 watts have shown to be ineffective, as SCP-087 seems to absorb excess light. Subjects report the audio recordings confirm the distressed vocalizations of what presumed to be a child between the ages of redacted and redacted. The sources of <laughs> distress calls. Very helpful. <laughs> yeah. The storage of the distress call is estimated to be located approximately 200 meters below the initial platform. However, any attempts to de descend the staircase have failed, bringing subject closer and closer to the source. The depth of the descent calculated from exploration, uh, exploration four. four. It was four. Yep. 
Hey. Hey, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, the longest expiration is shown to be far beyond the both the posture possible structure of both the building and the geological surroundings. At this time, it is unknown if SCP-087 has an endpoint. SCP-087 has undo- undergone four video recorded explorations of Class D personnel. Class D is expendable. <laughs> Great. They're they sent their most expendable <laughs> personnel down there. Class D are usually like uh, criminals and uh, people in like death row will, volunt- will be asked to volunteer and so they do this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, each subject conducting an exploration has encountered SCP-087-1 Dash one, which appears as a face with no visual pupils, nostrils, or mouth. The nature oh. of zero SCP-087-1 is entirely unclear, but it has been determined that it is not a source of the pleading. Subjects exhibit feelings of intense paranoia and fear when faced with subject with SCP-087-1, but it is undetermined whether said feelings are abnormal or simply natural reactions. Mm. So first we have uh, an endless Ikea, now we have an endless staircase. Yes. Addendum. Over a period of two weeks following exploration four, several members of the staff and students from redacted campus reported knocking at a variable rate of one to two seconds per knock coming from the interior of zero, oh, SCP-087. Like the, <laughs> the door leading to SCP-087 has been fitted with six centimeter thick industrial padding. All reports of knocking have ceased. Hmm. Interesting. I gotta say, it's impressive given that this is obviously like an entirely fictitious thing. First of all, how many things have been have been like made, but also that they went through the effort of actually like redacting pieces of information to make it look super official. Like I gotta yeah. I got I gotta respect the commitment that the people who put all this together have done. There was one I wanted to read but it was there was so much redacted in it <laughs> where it's just like I don't want to give like it was like a lot of location data it's like I don't want to make up a location or something like that or like put it make it definitive so it's like I'm just gonna redact it but then it just there's like a bunch of black text black marker <laughs> over everything so it's like it's impossible to read out loud. Reading, I was like reading that for an audio podcast I imagine would be quite difficult yeah this is definitely yeah. This is definitely, I think, creepier than just the endless Ikea, and it's mostly because of the unknown aspect of it. Because you don't know where... No one really knows, apparently, if there's an end to this staircase. There's this face, apparently, that people see as well, but they know nothing about it. And they're filled with feelings of paranoia and such. It's very... The unknown aspect of it uh, makes it a a little scarier to me, at least personally, I must say. I think it was said that one person after encountering the uh, the SCP-087-1 the face, uh, proceeded yeah. to run up uh, run, run up uh, 18 flights of stairs without stopping. Impressive. <laughs> As someone who had, try, who had to try and do that one time, that is not easy. Yeah. I was exhausted. <laughs> by, I was exhausted halfway up. But I was also in middle school, so do with that what you will. so guys spooky spooky rating and this is definitely worse there's no beds in the middle of (laughs) there's no no furniture for me to immediately weaponize (laughs) or lay on if you're tired 
Exactly. I just got stares. Andrew, did you stares. say or Swedish meatballs? I did. <laughs> There's no beds or Swedish meatballs. The spookiest factor instantly increases. Uh, there's an alarming Unless... lack of meatballs. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what that maybe that's what it is. Like the Swedish factor just made it less scary. <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of one they're, to they're ten, they're just too how, nice. On a scale of one to ten, how Swedish is this? Spookier Sweden. <laughs> I'd uh, I'd take the uh, the amorphous blob people a lot less seriously if they spoke uh, Swedish. <laughs> yeah. Just walking around, hinga dinga dorga. <laughs> That's a splendid uh. Swedish accent. Um, I would. I'm gonna bump this up a few points and give it an eight. I say. I'm an leaning. Eight. I'm on the eight nine border, but I think I'll go eight. What about uh, you? Are you going up or down the stairs? I forget. Down. Down. Okay, that makes it worse. Uh, <laughs> so eight. If it was going up, I'd say, like yeah, because mm -hmm. going down, you have the risk of falling down. Oh yeah, I fell down the stairs yesterday. Complete. Because if, if it's endless, <laughs> it's endless. You just keep spiraling and tumbling, and it's never ending. And there's no Swedish meatballs to break your fall. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it turns out once you reach the bottom, you actually fall into the IKEA. Yeah. Oh gosh, I was oh, that. That was the exit. Is the stairs? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to answer your question, Andrew, I was walking down to the basement yesterday. I had gotten home with my lunch, and I was going down to get a drink or something. And I was looking at my phone, and I was on like the fourth or fifth step, I think. And I, my foot like slid out from under me, like I stepped on a banana peel or something, and I just went boom, boom. <laughs> Just, I, I got to the bottom. Text like, and oh. walk down the stairs. Yeah, exactly. I got to the bottom. I'm like, ow! But I actually, I was laughing more than anything because I'm like, that was so funny. But yeah, I almost did that yesterday that too. My yep. staircase is steep. Kate, Kate was home, and Your Kate was the only one home, and she comes walking out into the kitchen. I, I'm coming up the stairs laughing. She's like, "What happened?" I'm like, "I fell down the stairs." <laughs> My my stairs at my old apartment used to be was really steep, and my my friend sent me a picture like when you're at Andrews, and it was like, hey yo, the pizza here, and it was just like this this giant never ending staircase. <laughs> <laughs> at the um, at, yeah. at Michigan Stadium, they've got like the upper section, which is newer put in, put in more recently, I should say, newer put in, but it's um <laughs> it's like this. Kind Be of cement. I'm I'm very good at grammar. It's like it's like the a I can't think of what it is because it's not like cement cement. It's like a different material, but it's also kind of like cement. But when it gets wet, it's super slippery. And so I went to a game my freshman year, and my my seats were up at the top. And I swear, over the course of the game, probably twenty people slipped and fell on those stairs. It was so. It was ridiculous. I think I I either fell or almost did or something because it was like it was so slick. I don't know why like that's how it is or they just didn't. Maybe it was just a really bad day or something. But yeah, it was. There were a lot of people falling. Okay, moving on to the next one. 
We have SCP-1689. SCP-1689 is a burlap bag of potatoes. It is stable state. <laughs> SCP-1689 weighs between 40 and 50 kilograms and contains approximately 200 common agricultural potatoes. Tubers of Solomon Tubersum. Tuberosum. Uh, SCP-1689 is made of a brown, roughly woven jute. The interior of SCP-1689 is vastly larger than its exterior and designated SCP-1689-A. SCP-1689-A is a large, extradential space of undetermined volume, measured at least uh, 10,000 meters cubed. Oh my gosh. We believe to be much greater, filled completely with potatoes. <laughs> Exploration of SCP-1689 is largely incomplete due to the high degree of obstruction. For more information, please see Addendum 2, Exploration Log 1689-I, or 1, if you're fancy. Um, <laughs> when portions of SCP-1689 are empty, nearby potatoes experience an abnormal gro- form of growth characterized by large by tumor-like bulges emerging and then eventually spitting into full-size independent potatoes. The rate of growth is roughly exponential with a doubling period of approximately two hours. The effective this effect, effect also applies to normal potatoes introducing introduced to SCP-1689 as well as a similar edible tubers or roots such as yams and sweet potatoes, although none have been found to occur within SCP-1689 naturally. Uh, addendum 1689-1 S- 1689-1 was recovered in Kiroso, a small village of approximately 200 people in su- northern Siberia. Russian uh, official report, a Russian official report on the 2nd of June 2000 and redacted uh, <laughs> that Kiroso had made no outside contact in four decades and no surrounding farmland. The reports were confiscated and investigated by the Foundation, at which point it was discovered the village had been using SCP-169 as its sole food source for well over a century. Impressive. As a result, the villagers were suffering from extreme calcium and iron, de- iron deficiencies. No one in the village was able to recall how they had come into possession of 1689, and there had been since before the Reds, and was a gift <laughs> for hardworking. 169 was subsequently transported to area redacted in its current location. Interesting. So it's so, literally just a bag of never-ending potatoes. It is referred to as the bag of holding potatoes. <laughs> in D&D, there's an item called the bag of holding, which you put items into, and it's uh, stored on the, ether- uh, the astral plane. Mm. And so it's basically referred to as, like, what if you put a bunch of potatoes inside of a bag of holding? Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, this one is not exact, not exactly scary, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably just give it a one. I don't really feel, unless you, like, dove into it. I can't imagine there's really anything scary about it. It's just a source of potatoes. Although it's, it is uh, weird great. that they mentioned the other, like, nearby potatoes start to, like, deform. No, a lot they, of these uh, have to do with, like... They oh, grow wait, more yes. potatoes. Oh, you're right, yes. They grow... Characters by large tumor-like bulges emerging and eventually splitting into fully-sized but independent potatoes. So it's just a, it's just an endless potato glitch. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying, Dawson? <laughs> it seems like all these just have to do with endlessness. Yeah, endless... I did 
It's like my first Reddit stories. I did not really think about it, but they are endless. <laughs> oh, you mean when all the so stories this... were weddings? <laughs> yeah, I did not think about it. It was just this is just ones that I like. There are a few. There are a few things creepier and more mysterious than the concept of infinity. So it kind of makes sense that a yeah. lot of a lot of them would be based around this concept as is. Yeah. Not all of these. Most of these are just like things that try to kill you. Great. So I tried. I tried. I tried to pick some of the more tame ones. <laughs> I would imagine there's a lot one of those about ones a guy like... that. Sorry, go ahead. Let me say there's one about a guy who like involunt involuntarily travels through dimensions. Oh, interesting. So, yeah, this is a one from me. I must say on the on the spook meter. No one. It's hotly debated. Because I don't uh, like potatoes. What? I don't like... Yeah, I guess it depends on your feeling of potatoes. Like, how how you, how you do you feel about um, potatoes? Endless source of french fries is all I hear. That's a win. <laughs> but you'd, have to, you'd um, have to make it from one of those. That's fine. I can do that. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully um, capable of cutting this? potatoes, I think. Maybe. <laughs> Say, uh, it's hotly debated amongst the SCP community what happens if you turn uh, SCP-1689 upside down. Oh. <laughs> Just a bunch of potatoes fall out infinitely. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, do it just like does it fall out endlessly or does it stop after a point? Will it just fill the room up or will it continue to the point where it's bursting and it just fills the entire world with potatoes? I like that this is a hotly debated topic. <laughs> Like hot potato. <laughs> there you go. Alright, so moving on. I think we're yeah, this is my favorite one. Is it endless? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Kind of. In a All way. Right. Alright. SCP one seven three three. SB-1733 is a digital recording of the 2010-2011 NBA season opening game uh, at the TD Gardens in Boston, Massachusetts on uh, October 26, 2010 between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Agents monitoring social networking sites were alerted to SCP-1733 when Boston native Redacted Redacted complained that in the Facebook thread on 1027 but a technical foul in the third quarter involving players Ray Allen and Chris Bosch that never occurred in the original broadcast. When confronted, Redacted Redacted uploaded relevant segment, much to the confusion of, the, of its uh, of his de, de, degraders. Um, foundation agents embedded in the Facebook moderator's team deleted the thread and procured the IP address of all involving presence in the chat and time located administered Class A Amnesthetics and the Morota brand DVD DVR containing SCP-1733 was recovered for study. Study of the footage has since revealed the nature of the recording's anonymous properties. Although initially diverging from the original broadcast, only negligible, such as at quarter points, total and occurrences of fouls, SCP-1733 has begun markedly to digress from the current content of its earlier playbacks. Recorded entities have an observed retained memory of previous playings and such have developed a burgeoning awareness of their existence. It's hypothesized that the player playbacks impart an unquantifiable measure of cognizance to the entities inhabiting SCP-1733, with the consecutive playing, conse with 
consecutive playing playings greatly expanding the recall of previous events. The effect is accumulative and extended to all persons in the arena. Quality of awareness has pro- progressed from reports feeling of intense deja vu by commentator personalities Mike and Tommy to a near identical memory of preceding playbacks. However, to note, no entities inside SCP-1733 have ever addressed the viewer directly or shown awareness that they in, reside in a digital recording. The individuals in the recording are virtually indistinguishable from their real-life counterparts in town talent, behavior, and mannerisms on the court. Fans in the crowd also appear to be real human beings in all respects. Foundation inquiries of the current status of these people have found nothing of note. For all intents and purposes, recorded entities appear to have been the actual individuals, but somehow abiding in the digital medium. TD Garden's records have been put put the number of people in attendance on 10-26-2010 at redacted. The initial playthrough of the purpose of SCP-1733 was to depict it to depict an infinite number of game outcomes since players were able to modify offensive and defensive strategies during every playback. By playback uh, 34, players and coaches became so keenly adapted to the opposing team's playbook that the scores remained 0-0 until 3 three minutes and 34 seconds of the first quarter, a quality of recall that was still weak in early stage iterations. Memory of preceding playbacks likely manifested as a vague intuition felt by players and fans and team personnel alike interfering with their ability to grasp the full scope of their situation. By playback 45, however, comprehension of their predicament has reached such a point that the players declined to play altogether and assembled in the rest of those in attendance to formulate possible escape plans. In the conclusion of the Foundation's <laughs> research is heaven that the inhabitants of scp once. 733 are imprisoned in the setting of the recording and have been unable to exit by by any means. Door leading, doors leading out of the area have not yet yielded to an estimate force of excess of redacted Newtons. The assembly have also been able to exit their locker room, player facilities, and skyboxes, waiting for patrons arriving in scripted points prior to the start of the first quarter, have also been unsuccessful. Individuals leave the, where patrons entered and are unable to navigate and escape from the uh, adjacent corridors and gr- and the uh, girdle, the main arena. Escape attempts have since grown more and desperate that, and have included failed attempts in creating makeshift explosives, all out writing and fracturing into the assembly of three opposing fractions. And by playback, uh, uh, <laughs> they, redacted, they created they were, a third team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the playback redacted the ritualistic sacrifice of the players in hopes of appeasing whatever that confines them. Jeez. However, upon the uh, beginning of the new playback, all persons are returned to the pregame status unharmed. Researchers have been unable to duplicate the effects of SCP-1733 with other recordings by, by the DVR, confirming the device is not the source of SCP-1733's apparent properties. Due to the stress visited upon inhabitants of scp uh, SVP one seven three three testing has been suspended indefinitely. Wow, that is a that is a wild one. <laughs> yeah, he's a peep. I don't even know how to like score that one because <laughs> it's so out there. It's like uh, yeah, I don't know because it's like because obviously it doesn't seem to have any direct effect on the viewer or the outside world at all but like yeah obviously it's not great for the people that seem to be in the recording itself 
Mm-hmm. That's that's wild. I give it a seven. It makes it, I'll give it a seven, I guess. Up there, but it makes it worse or better. LeBron James was playing that game. How does this affect LeBron's legacy? <laughs> <laughs> I can already hear ESPN talking about it. <laughs> but how does it affect LeBron? How does it affect LeBron? <laughs> go! I love when you, you you can go to like any comment section under any post or video about anything. And there will be one dude going, how does this affect LeBron's legacy? <laughs> how does this affect LeBron? <laughs> uh, so it doesn't affect the people does. who would watch it? Mm-mm. No. Strictly it only the... affects the people inside. Yeah. I'd probably find out about it late anyway, because I don't watch a ton of NBA. Well, it's one <laughs> like recording of it. It's not like the live broadcast. It's one, yeah, it's one sing, it's one single recording on this specific DBR. Mm-hmm. Like the players are stuck in there. It's Everyone, the ba- entire every, the players, everybody the entire... in the recording, like in the arena, in mm, the recording, yeah. is like self. Everyone who was captured, basically everyone who was captured on camera at some point is literally captured. I guess yeah, it's captured <laughs> in the recording. But the people, but the actual people who were in attendance of that game, are have not been affected, mm-hmm. like Braun. like Braun. Yes, of course. <laughs> so it it has very minimal effect on his legacy, really. Except for the part where they gets he gets sacrificed. Yeah, that's that's not a great that's not a great moment. How <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is being would sacrificed. they still have access to concessions? <laughs> uh, yes, I believe so. Infinite food glitch. So so it's just like Groundhog Day, but you're stuck in a stadium. Oh gosh, Groundhog yes. Day, but I gotta watch LeBron play basketball every day? No. That sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> I take it back. This, I take it back. This is a 10. Sweetness, this is like a 3 for me. 3? Yeah. Like in terms of spooky. In terms of things I would want to happen to me definitely wouldn't want that happening to me but it doesn't affect me so yeah like, i'm um, sure the people sitting there wouldn't be like this is scary they'd be like uh get it over with yeah you can only watch uh, one guy miss a shot so many times i'm trying to see well it would they would um They they, they... <laughs> sorry um <laughs> they'd miss the shot but then by the next recording they would remember that they should do something else to make the shot I'm gonna miss this I should pass oh. it instead like so they... they're just progressively getting better and better and better at basketball it's literally like yeah, it's literally like were... if you ever see those videos where the guy like is like I pro I created an AI and taught it how to bowl or something like that like it's basically it's basically that where like the players are like aware that they've played this game before and everything so their strategy improved and stuff like that so like andrew read the at one point like by one of the playbacks it was like they almost went the entire first quarter with nobody scoring because they both got so used to both teams got so used to each other's like plays this is what lebron like would actually need to surpass mj as the uh, <laughs> best player of all time <laughs> lebron needs to groundhog day his career 
Yeah, so he can get better. <laughs> Hot take, I know. Hot take. A lot of LeBron lovers out there, so. <laughs> LeBron fans uh, are convinced that if you put... If it, if you put LeBron if he's stuck in that champion, if he's stuck in that game, like he's not going to win any more championships, which still solidifies the argument that MJ is the best. LeBron James fans are genuinely convinced that if you put LeBron in a fighting ring against Mike Tyson in his prime, LeBron would win. Oh yeah, <laughs> I I literally just watched an interview the other day him. where like this guy was like, "Who's better, LeBron or Michael Jordan, uh, or like who's the goat?" And the kid he was asking goes. LeBron, and he goes, well, who has more rings? And he goes, Michael <laughs> Jordan. Who's a more talented athlete? Michael Jordan. Who has, you know, uh, he, like, listed all, like, the physicalities and stuff, and he kept all of the answers were Michael Jordan, <laughs> and then uh, the guy goes, well, what made you use LeBron then? And he goes, well, he's got a great beard. <laughs> <laughs> And the stellar, guy goes, a great beard argument. does not make you a fantastic mm-hmm. basketball player. He's good, but his beard does not make him the greatest of all time. If he goes, case, but he's like, or... he's bald too, so he's like, he's got that shine factor. If that and... were the case, there are many other players who'd be better than LeBron. <laughs> I know his beard's not even. Oh, that guy with a giant beard. James Harden's beard yeah. is better. James Harden would yeah. be the greatest of all time if it came down to beards. <laughs> Um, one of the playbacks, playback sixty-five. Uh, the crowd is unable to exit the facility. Congregation has since dissolved into the following groups of factions: players, coaches, and all involved team and personnel have presumably barricaded themselves in off-screen player facilities. The infirm and parents, accompanied by their children, have retreated to the northeast corner of the balcony, rise, and have elected to wait out playbacks as they occur, marking their territory with a Celtics championship flag draped over Section 320s. Redacted individuals henceforth referred to as the Faith Keepers have prophesized (laughs) to multiple gatherings that they believe being confined to the TD Gardens is a punishment of rampant consumption consumerism of post-industrial world and have burned offerings of mobile phones, car keys, handbags, and wallets in the center of the court for the past four playbacks. The group comprised Boston, uh, a notable portion of adults numbering approximately indiv- numbering redacted individuals have remained diligent in formulating escape plans. Oh my gosh. So. Jeez, uh, <laughs> that was a lot of words. <laughs> It just descends from there. <laughs> Crazy. So, yeah, so you said, like... In ter- I will say, <laughs> in terms of, like, creativity, this is one of the more creative concepts out there, I think. It's, um, like, it's definitely wild. This is one of my favorites. Uh, Dawson, you said a two. Three. And or three, and then um, Matthew Scary said ten because he'd have to watch. I'd have to watch LeBron play infinitely. LeBron play. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. The worst. All right, moving on to the last one. Um, SCP two zero zero six. SCP. Do 6 is an anomalous, severe, spherical entity, roughly 50 centimeters in diameter, when when in its default state. 
SCP-2006 state is to cause feelings of fear and or horror in as many humans as possible. To accomplish this purpose, SCP-2006 possesses the ability to change its shape, mass, and volume, density, chemical structure, and voice to any form that it desires. Currently, there is no known way to damage SCP-2006. The extent of its shape-shifting abilities is known, unknown and is currently thought to be unlimited. SCP-2006 is to demonstrate a fondness of taking the forms of various entities and villains from the various horror and science fiction movies that it has witnessed. <laughs> the most common form has it has taken is that of Roman from the 1953 movie Robot Monster. Interesting. Do not so, know what that is. Let's see. Uh, 2006 is capable of speaking even when it possesses a form of an entity that is not normal, normally Earth? unable to speak. <laughs> SCP-2006 is generally an attempt to startle and or scare any individual that comes into contact with it. But after doing so, it will become affable and friendly. The reason behind it is currently unknown. Although SCP-2006 has repeated the stated goal of causing as much fear as possible, 2006 is a poor judgment of concepts that cause fear in humans and consistent, constantly searches for new methods in which to accomplish its goal. The poor recognition extends to the recognition of emotions in humans as 206 is incapable of distinguishing between subtle differences in emotions that would be obvious to a human. This, this for context, for the listeners, this monster from this movie just looks like a gorilla wearing a scuba helmet. Like an old-fashioned yeah. diving diver helmet with, like, TV antennas sticking out the top. It's such a weird, such a weird-looking design. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so... so it's basically a shape-shifting thing that just desires to scare people. Yeah. It's like it's like it. Kind of, but it's yeah. a little bit more uh less harmful. Mm-hmm. It doesn't intend to kill anybody, it just wants to scare people. Weird. Well I'd that... say this is probably the spookiest of the bunch. I'd yeah, give it a nine. I would also give it a nine. But uh, it's reason it's not a ten is because it doesn't want to kill anything. But yeah, wanting to just scare people is also pretty awful because then it's just like constant. Eventually, fear. you scare someone so hard they like poop their pants or something, or like then they or, or like that's the spooky. The, that's the scariest that's, thing of all. That's the scariest <laughs> thing of all. You know, pooping yourself and they <laughs> like, <laughs> they die because they're just so scared. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. What were you guys' ratings? I totally missed it. We both said nine, I think. Both nine. 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 All right. That concludes our SCP discussion for this episode. <laughs> Let's see. Um, yeah, I think we'll... Uh, um... <laughs> Are you debating really which topic to go to next? <laughs> your transitions are on point oh. today. Excellent. What's the okay, so I got so I've collected to keep with the spooky uh what do you call it? Spooky spooky aspect of this this episode. In the middle of August, I, yes. Uh, I've Yes. For in August October. <laughs> Spookiest time of the year. August. August. <laughs> uh, no, call it August. <gasps> it's so spooky. <laughs> so.
So these are some uh, really bad. Uh, so two hand. So it would be an Andrew episode if we didn't go to Reddit. So, <laughs> uh, oh, did you actually? Arf- oh my gosh. <laughs> well, it's not that one specifically, but these I are know. r slash two word horror stories. <laughs> two cents. But some people are yeah two cents horror stories. I don't know why I keep saying two words. Um, two word stories. So two word we used story. to have at church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, it's two cents horror stories. But some people kind of miss the uh, miss the mark on them, and don't really know what's very spooky. So the first one is I never looked like I never liked looking in the mirror because whatever looked back was always the evil version was me of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like that blast is just utter gibberish. What what order were those words in? That's not right at all. Because whatever looked back at me was always the evil version was was of me, <laughs> or was was me of. This is, this is horrifying just by the grammar alone. It sounds like it was it's written like by a six year old. Sounds like it was written by me. <laughs> Written by a six-year-old, read by Andrew. <laughs> Why you read it so smoothly? <laughs> read it exactly. Read it. <laughs> All right. The next one is my grandma is a great dancer. Mom says she passed away years ago, but I always see her dancing in the basement. <laughs> oh gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> these are so like they're not. I've seen other. I've seen other ones. Of these before, like I've heard of two sentence horror. They're never, they're never actually scary, like at all. It's just like, oh my gosh, it's just nonsensical and dumb. I love them. Yeah, uh, my noodles were tasting a bit off until I looked down and say they were actually worms. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it's like Minnesota, How do you eat like Minnesota m- Q. M- <laughs> How do you eat multiple uh, worms and not realize it? It's an excellent question, actually. Wasn't it like a movie how to how to eat fried worms or something? I was about to say, wasn't that a book? Yeah, a book and a movie or something like that. I've heard yeah, of. Yeah, how to eat I, fried I worms. I refused to ever watch that movie as a child because I thought it looked disgusting. We watched like it's not that bad. We watched like the cartoon on Disney. Yeah, it's not that bad. I actually, I it's gross. I don't. I watched that movie. It was not. It wasn't. Uh, How old were it was you? Okay. Oh, probably ten. I was probably six or seven. Came out in two thousand six. Yeah, it was. It was not long it's got, after. It's got a sixty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Are you serious? Le Big Porker. From from <laughs> the critics, oh. from the audience of forty-seven. It's really interesting. I, what it, I think it's like a kid who's like trying to fit in with everybody. Yeah, I think so. uh, I think that's see. literally Sounds all like it is. that kind of movie. Like they just told him the It is eleven year old Billy's first day at a new school. Such an occasion is difficult enough for a boy of to survive to survive unscathed, but it inadvertently occurs the wrath of a bully and finds himself in an unappetizing predicament. He must eat ten worms in a single day or face the consequences. A this sister who likes to blab a week's Oh my gosh! A a weak stomach and Billy's own big mouth stack the deck against him. Mm. 
I do believe it takes place over like a short period of time. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I would assume so. He did it yeah, for fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Like, did this um, movie for $50? No, no, no. Like, the kid ate one worm oh. per day. In the book, at least. He ate one worm per day for 15 days with $50 at stake. You know what sounds like a really dumb movie? Such but a little kid a... thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> what, Andrew? Sounds like a really dumb movie, but it's actually a really uh, good movie. It's actually, like, really, like, kind of, like, heartfelt. Uh, Food Boy. The Adventures of Food Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Never came, I have never heard of that in my life. It came out in 2008. And it's starring the guy from the uh, the I don't know, not the brother, but like the friend guy of Sharpay from High School Musical. Oh, him. Yeah. I know yeah. What you're talking about. And it seems like, and obviously, you look at it; it's really poorly rated, and the production quality is eh at best. But it's actually the posters pretty, are like, genuinely horrible. Yeah, it's everything about it's just it is him, like it's him posing like Superman with a lo- like a horrible logo, like a spoon or no, a fork and a knife and a symbol <laughs> that just says FB and then a slice of bread that says the adventures of food. That boy. is very 2000s. That poster is extremely 2008. Yeah. Guys, this came out the same year as Spider-Man 3 and Iron Man I actually like it. I thought it was a really fun movie. I I like, okay, here you go. Here's the featured review on IMDb. This movie is horrendous in all the right ways, but man, did I love it. One poorly made flick that even contains a high school bully played by a 27-year-old actor. Genius. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, what a story. A dude that gets to shoot food out of his body and becomes popular and then hates it. Wow. Captivatingly beautiful. (laughs) And he rated it a 4 out of 10. Yeah, this mm-hmm. this looks awful. <laughs> but you act, why do you why do you enjoy it? I'm just wondering. It's just fun. It's like an it's like a lighthearted film. It's pretty like it's only it's ninety minutes, it's pretty cut and dry. But it's like <laughs> they if they know, had the audacity fun. to make this like two and two hours and fifteen minutes or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's kinda it's marketed weird. Mm-hmm. It's not like a superhero thing at all, and mm-hmm. it's like, but I just like it. We should watch it. For the thing. <laughs> oh, should we? Oh, I was waiting for we that. Should. I was waiting for because that. I because I'd like I'd like to see what you, I'd like. I honestly really like to see what you guys think. Okay. Because I like it and I think it's fine. Obviously, it's not a home run or the greatest movie ever made, but I actually think it's pretty endearing. As it has a. a it has a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes audience score. It doesn't yeah. even have a tomato meter. <laughs> so not enough people reviewed it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, we'll add the adventures of Food Boy to the list. <laughs> and what a name as well. Yeah, so we can add it to the list of movies that Andrew likes, but we'll probably be torn apart by everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it also it says if you it says you might also like and then it's got three hallmark style christmas movies of the five options 
So I'm getting the I'm getting the vibe. Yep. <laughs> um okay. Uh I love pistachio nuts. I didn't even notice they weren't just green. They were glowing green. Oh. <laughs> Either way that would kill me. Horrifying. <laughs> yes, Dawson is dead now. <laughs> it may be me. Um, I don't know. Oh yeah. You're you're joining the club now. Yeah. I I advanced my allergy skill tree. I'm now allergic to cashews, apparently. I found that out the other day. Jim cashews come from a fruit. Do they? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, they come from a fruit, but the fruit is poisonous. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Why on earth do we eat cashews, then? I guess because they're not poisonous. Cashews are fine. Interesting. Uh, to me... <laughs> well, Dawson or can't Matt. eat anything. Or me, apparently. You guys are both dying. Yep. Um, Alright, uh... He attended a party when he was five, and each kid was given a young chick to take home. <clears throat> As he lay on his deathbed at the age of 99, he wonders why the chicken still hasn't died. <laughs> someone commented, I don't get... Someone commented, I don't get it. And, someone, and the, person, <laughs> the person replied, he has a chicken that has been alive for 94 years. <laughs> a really old chicken that the shaggy chi- dog that chicken chicken has stood the test of time <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love that not a single one of these has been even remotely scary nope. uh as i fell on my bed i wanted to cry and seek help thankfully my creature has a phd in psychology my creature what I don't know. Okay. <laughs> These they, are all screenshots. Did they try to say my pet or something? Nope. Is that my, just creature. my creature. My creature. Okay, cool. Makes sense. Harry loved to play in the snow, but so did the meat worm. <laughs> the meat worm. <laughs> you guys missed it, but earlier, me and I was reading uh, Matthew some. Uh, Ones that were written as like a joke and not just like ones that were a big or missed. A lot of them had to, a lot, some of them had to do with the meat worm. Apparently, it's a running gag <laughs> in this that? community. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a gag. It's just, just insert the meat worm into most story, <laughs> into some, into a story that doesn't really have an a uh, point or an ending. <laughs> um, he kept complaining about the food at the five star restaurant. But it tasted great to me. I guess the stomach rats agreed. Gosh, my the gosh. stomach rats. <laughs> stomach rats. Yeah. My garbage can smell like yogurt, but I haven't eaten yogurt. I haven't been eating eat, eating yogurt. <laughs> these are these are the worst. These are so awful. <laughs> these are like you know how there's like jokes and then there's dad jokes and then there's anti-jokes these are the equivalent of anti-jokes but for like horror stories or scary stories yeah (laughs) 
So that's it for the <laughs> splendid. <laughs> so Absolutely I guess terrifying. You can do one or two of these things. I asked uh, asked ChatGPT to give me some really stupid and really intricate uh, "Would you rather" questions. Oh gosh! Okay. Oh great. So the first question is: I'll give you I'll give you two of these. Um, would you rather have the ability to speak fluent squirrel language, but only with squirrels who are profoundly deaf, or be able to understand all languages spoken by an- animals, but only during a lunar eclipse? <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is unbelievably intricate. My gosh. So it's speak the language of squirrels, but only to squirrels and what? Squirrels who are profoundly deaf. You can only speak squirrel to squirrels that are deaf. Not just not deaf like completely, but like very like they're very hard of hearing. Very hard of hearing. <laughs> so you have to speak squirrel very loudly. <laughs> yes. Or speak the language of any animal, but only during a lunar eclipse? Yes. Oh my god. So, a lunar eclipse happens twice a year, so I could ask my dog questions twice a year, so I'll do the second one. Well, can you understand <laughs> the language back? I guess you could at least tell them something in their language. Yeah, yeah. you can understand all languages spoken by animals, but I could, only during a lunar eclipse. I could finally tell Gretel, oh hey, look, the rain isn't trying to kill you, it's fine, you don't have to freak out every time it rains. Yeah, I would take. I would do that one. <laughs> All right. Um, would you rather own a magical spoon that can instantly cool down any hot beverage, but it can only be used on Wednesdays, or have a talking toaster that offers compliments, but only in rhyming limericks? <laughs> Definitely the toaster. How sentient is this toaster? Is it like, a, is it like a living thing, or does it literally exist just to make compliments? I think it's just to make compliments. Okay. But yeah. in rhyming limerick. It's mm-hmm. not like the brave little toaster. <laughs> no. It does not would... want to go to Mars. <laughs> is, that, is that what the brave little toaster wants to do? I've never seen it. it yeah, they go I to Mars it's... and like they have a ceiling fan and a laundry basket and then they go to Mars. Incredible. Is it the first one or the second? Are there one or two of those movies? I never remember if there were one or two. I think of those there's movies. one. That movie is on something. Yeah, it just they were. It, it, it is such an odd movie. I always thought I, was I totally like, I forgot thought... about it until you're like talking toaster, and I'm like talking toaster. That sounds familiar. Why does that sound familiar? Oh yeah, there's a whole movie on it. Apparently, there's three. There's the brave little toaster, the brave little toaster to the rescue, and the brave little toaster goes to Mars. So the yeah, so it's the, the third one. one. Yeah, I always knew because I yeah. knew it wasn't one that went to theaters, and it wasn't one. That, I knew it was an immediately immediate to dvd move release i think the one i've pretty much seen uh i've probably seen like the other ones but the one that's like definitively in my brain is the brave little toaster goes to mars (laughs) yeah same (laughs) yeah they have a lamp with like the weird looking blanket weird looking ceiling fan the weird looking baby (laughs) yeah a full baby (laughs) a full fresh baby a fresh baby (laughs) No, nah, that baby looks pretty old. I don't think it's that fresh. Yeah, it's, it's... apparently Wayne Knight played the microwave. Really? <laughs> Newman. He was the Newman. microwave all along. <laughs> That's awesome. My gosh. I would I would also go with the toaster that spouts compliments at me. I could use some compliments. 
in my day-to-day life. Wake up every morning. What was the other one again? Make some toast and get some compliments. Sounds good. I have a magical spoon that can instantly cool down any hot beverage, but can only be used on Wednesdays. I have basically no use for that as is. I don't drink hot stuff. All right. Yeah, uh, so toaster, having a toaster at Kentucky would just be cool, but I mm-hmm. would use the Wednesday thing. So send, and then you can send it to Mars. It'll be awesome. Yeah. All right. These are pretty funny, so I'll do two more. Um, would you rather have the power to turn invisible, but only when nobody is looking at you, or be able to teleport, but only to places you've never heard of? <laughs> turn mm-hmm. it. I would go with the invisibility thing. Probably. But only when people aren't looking at you. Yeah, I could just shut it. I could just go into a. It'd be like a Clark Kent changing into Superman in a phone booth. Just go into a phone booth, turn invisible, walk out. You're fine. I haven't no, heard of a lot you of places. You can only you so. can only turn invisible when people aren't looking at you. So when you people are looking at you, you turn oh. back to visible. <laughs> oh crap! Oh, that changes things a little bit. I was, I misunderstood the prompt. <laughs> Jeez, I haven't sense. been. To, I haven't heard of a lot of places. So I do so, the <laughs> teleportation thing. So then if I get invisible. stuck somewhere, if I get stuck somewhere, I'll just teleport to another location that I don't know, and hopefully there's an airport. I say here's the problem. Yeah, I say like I've heard of so many places. Like the, like if I were to go anywhere that I haven't heard of, I would be so completely lost that I wouldn't be able to get back to anywhere from there. Here's the thing: you've heard of countries, but you haven't heard of towns within yeah, right. those countries. Yeah, but if I or go shops. to a town I've never heard of, then what am I supposed to? Do? Oh, you could teleport into a shop you've never heard of. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Or like a restaurant you've never heard of. Yeah, like you could you could teleport. Somewhere where you can well, you pretty a... easily find where you are. But the kicker is you can never teleport home. Yeah, right. That's yeah, because you know because you know what home is. <laughs> you could just teleport to every business that you don't know of around your house. Yeah, there you go. So it's that it's either it's like a roulette game of teleportation, or you be invisible. But like the whole point of being invisible is completely ruined. <laughs> Because well, then you, as soon as someone looks at you, you become visible. It's like, why even be invisible then? There's no point. It would also, you could also then effectively go to any location that just pops up as a background image on your computer because you don't know where that is. Just go to the, win- the default Windows background. Yeah. Those rolling green hills. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, last one. Would you rather be a professional trampoline tester, but only for trampolines under six inches in diameter, or have a job as a professional mattress impre- impressionist, where you create an art of by, you can create art by jumping on beds? Uh, the the bad one. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was the first one again? Uh, would you rather a uh, professional trampoline tester, but only for trampolines under six inches in diameter? Oh, yeah, that's pretty narrow. I'll do the bed one. Yeah, the bed sounds awesome. The bed one. Did I send you guys that video where the dude sets up some buckets of sand and they just fall over and then everyone yes, around him yes. collapse? Oh, yeah. Art. Because <laughs> that, that, that account was like an actual, like, I don't know if it was the art museum or something, but it was like the location where that took place. It was like their account. And they were act, they were treating yeah. it like super seriously. And like, listeners, because yeah. you haven't seen the video, it's it was literally a dude who set up like, I don't know, six to eight to ten buckets with sand in them, and you set them up at an angle so that they kind of slowly topple over, 
So he sets, he kind of puts them up. He walks away. They all fall over. Sand goes everywhere, and there's like this crowd of people around him, and they just, uh, they just applaud it. They're like, "Yeah, woo, that was, that was cool. That was great." I'm like, "What am I watching? <laughs> Is this like satire? Yeah. I don't get it." Yeah. So making art yeah. out of jumping on mattresses, I'm like, sure, why not? That probably exists already. Probably. I don't understand. We'll buy anything. All. Like I, I, yeah. I, I don't understand art that's not like a literal painting, basically. Like when it comes to yeah. like modern art, where it's like something where you look at it and you're like, I have no idea what this is. Well, it's it like... represents the collapse and decay of our, our society, and the sands <laughs> are the sands of time just slowly slipping through the cracks, and you just don't understand. Like, it, like, yeah, is is it like a self? Are they like self aware? Like, do they know how stupid they look, or do they like? Because you nope. always you always see the jokes of people saying like, "Oh, I set my pair of glasses down in the corner and of, of an art museum, and people started surrounding it." Or like, "Oh, I taped a banana to a wall, and all these people at the art museum just came up to it and were like, oh yeah, look at this art.'" It's like, do they know, or is this, or are they serious? It's always confused me. All right, I'm going to read this last one because it's pretty funny. Um, would you rather <laughs> have the ability to summon a swarm of friendly fireflies at will, but can only illuminate areas smaller than a postage stamp, or command an army of miniature giraffes, but they're always in a perpetual confused state? <laughs> Definitely the giraffes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing like like someone standing there with their army of miniature giraffes, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna set to do this task." And then they look down, and all the giraffes are just looking all over the place. Like, I have no idea. What <laughs> just just constantly confused. <laughs> yeah, I just love giraffes, so absolutely. I'll take the miniature giraffes too, even though I won't be able to get them to accomplish one single thing. I'll just I'll just have a bunch of giraffes. A bunch of mini giraffes. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I love that image so much. It's like this yeah. video I saw where this guy was pretending to explain, like, it was like he had like a bunch of like chicks that had like just recently hatched, and he had like a bunch of, he had like a couple of magnets, and he was like trying to teach the, he was like, just as like a joke or something, or as a demonstration, he was like trying to tell the, he was acting like the chicks were like students. So he's like, okay, this yeah. is a magnet. And then the one, like, turns around his face in the wrong way, so he picks it up and turns it around. He's like, nope, we're up here. So supposed to look in here. This is a magnet. It's so it's so funny. I feel like that's what it would be like. You just have these giraffes just wandering I feel like it would aimlessly. be like in Pokemon, where it's like, Pikachu hurt itself in its confusion. Yeah, right. <laughs> or, like, when the Pokemon are too high a level for you, which I didn't know was yeah. a thing, and they just won't do anything you tell them to do. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it would be like. Your army of drafts has hurt itself in its confusion. It would be so it would be so irritating, but I also think it would just be so funny that I have to pick the drafts. Oh, yeah. The the yeah. fire the fireflies are just useless. I mean a postage yeah. stamp is nothing. Yeah. Alright. Well you brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to keep up with us, make sure to follow us on all of our social medias. That's at the.nbn.podcast on Instagram and the official Nothing But Nonsense podcast page on Facebook. If you'd like to keep up to date with new episodes, make sure to hit that follow button on your podcatcher of choice. And also hit the notifications to get notified when 
the second new episodes are released. Forget to leave a five-star review if you're so inclined. We always love reading those. And we hope to uh, have you here with us next time. Bye. Later, y'all. <laughs> See ya.